You're listening to a sermon audio from Cypress Church. You can listen to more sermons on our website or by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes. We hope you enjoy the sermon and invite you to attend one of our services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. government was great uh <laughs> they didn't even have the whole health care thing going on <laughs> it was awful and life was very difficult and they were looking forward to this one that would have the answer and he's still the answer today you know as you as i mentioned earlier inside your uh little bulletin there there's this uh um little nativity scene and we've been giving out different kinds of nativity scenes all uh christmas month all december and uh, and we even hoisted one up on our building up here so that it would be a opportunity for people as they drive by to remember what christmas is really all about it's about christ those first six letters are really important <laughs> in the word <laughs> but you know this uh, uh this uh holiday staple uh, happened many, many years ago. Um, there was an old uh, uh, preacher. Uh, uh, he, he reached saint level. Uh, saint Francis of Assisi was noticing that uh, the time and age that he was in, that uh, Christmas was getting too commercial. <laughs> this was way, way back hundreds of years ago. And seeing that, he had just come back from a trip to the Holy Land where he had actually visited the Church of the Nativity, a church built over the what they understand to be the very site that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Uh, now, uh, if you go there today, it's, it's hardly even recognizable. And there's a hole in the ground. You can kind of touch it if you want to. But, but if you go back around the side of the church, down a little grotto, you, they, they have hewed out a cave there. And it looks like what might be the the cave that uh, Jesus was born in. Probably not the exact one, neither it's probably the exact location, but it, it serves the point that it happened there. And, and yet, Francis, uh, wanting to people to get back to the heart of Christmas, uh, came and brought this, if I could just bring this scene to them. And so he created a holiday creche or a nativity scene. It was a live one. There were live people and live animals there. And people came from all over. And it really inspired people to uh, look to Jesus at Christmas time, really what it's all about. And so we've sought to do that with our community and, and by giving you these wonderful ornaments, uh, a good reminder that it's all about Jesus. Uh, this Christmas, we have uh, been reimagining Christmas with Jesus right smack in the middle, learning about him his impact on our lives in the world. You see, Jesus truly is the answer to life. We wonder about the meaning of life. Uh, we feel uh, lost seeking to find significance in that perfect job or those outstanding grades or uh, that compatible spouse or those amazing friends, the flawless family being super active in a church and, and even that trying to establish that perfect Christmas. And however... They all will fail at some point. And yet Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 35 of the Bible, he says, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. See, Jesus is the answer that satisfies those deep 
spiritual longings of life. And he changes life. So we need to go to him, to learn of him and, and step into faith to know him better. You know, we're saddened that we, and we can't understand the, the darkness around us in our world. Uh, even it seems like good people do sometimes horrible things. And, and we may wonder if, if we would stoop ever that low. And yet, Jesus has the answer. And in John chapter 8, verses, verse 12, it says, Jesus spoke again to the people and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus and his way enlightens and brings peace to our world and to our life. Uh, you see, the Bible is, is very clear. And, and, and really, if you look at mankind, it's pretty obvious that mankind's in trouble. <laughs> uh, we're trying to find our own way, and every way seems to be not the right way. Uh, try as we might, we just can't seem to get it together enough to go the right direction. And the truth is, is, is we're bent that way. It's kind of our, part of our DNA. We're naturally bent away from God and into destruction. The Bible has a, a word for that. It's called sin. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and because of that sin, there's a chasm between us and God. There's a, 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 even a frustration, a enmity, the Bible says, between us and God. And and. And there's, try as we might to bridge that gap or to, to kind of create peace with God. We can't do it on our own. We can try to go to church and memorize the Bible and be very helpful to other people, be serving all the time and kind and wonderful and all those things and act even the best that we can like Jesus. And those are all good things, but they don't bridge the gap. We still remain sinful. And that's why we need a Savior. That's why Jesus came. He came to close that gap, to, to create peace with God in us. And he did that by paying the penalty for our sin when he died on a cross. And that's why we celebrate Easter. We celebrate his birth at Christmas and his death and really his resurrection because he didn't stay dead. <laughs> he rose from the grave. And, and, and when we believe in him, we have this incredible peace with God. Now, belief is more than just knowing. You can know a lot of things but not believe in them. You know, you can know that a plane will take you from here to Colorado. You can know that. I'm, I know that. But you're not really believing in it until you actually buy the ticket. And even then, you can buy the ticket and you're still not really believing it until you actually go to the airport. But you can hang out in the airport and know that that plane will take you from here to Denver. But until you actually get in the plane and sit to your rear in the seat, then you believe. <laughs> because you're trusting in that plane to take you from this place to that place. In the same way it is with Jesus. When you believe you actually place your trust in him to take you from where you were to where you can be. See, God has a plan for us, and he wants us to, to live out our full and fulfill our, our full potential. And when we believe, we begin to do that. Not only that, we, we, we are guaranteed entrance into heaven, and, and it's a wonderful thing. And if you haven't yet come to that place where you believe, it, it, it's, a, it's a confession, one that we're sinful, another that we need a savior and it's jesus and then it's a commitment to live life his way that's what it means to believe and many of you have come to that place in your life where you have believed and that's wonderful because the light lives within you 
Others of you are questioning, and that's why uh, we have these times of, of Christmas Eve services and that to, to help tell you a little bit more about Jesus so you can know him. And, and we've created these packets. There's a letter from me written in there about how to know for sure, that how to believe. There's also some booklets that talk about that. And at the end of the service, if you're curious, uh, there's some, some up here to come pick up. There'll be ushers in the lobby. You can just pick one of these things, take it home and read it. And it's pretty self-explanatory about how you can know that Jesus is the answer to the darkness of life. Why not flip that switch of faith and live in the light of his way? In addition, with the struggles of life, we wonder about God. Uh, we're unsure of what God really is like. And again, here Jesus is the answer. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 58. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. Now, if you read on in that passage in John chapter 8 in the Bible, uh, the very next verse, uh, the, the Jewish leaders pick up stones to execute Jesus, to throw stones at him and kill him because he, being a man, claimed to be God. But the truth is, he is God. And when you see Jesus, you see God. And why not discover faith in him and enjoy him and, and know him more? Because he loves you immensely. He loves you so much that he was willing to squeeze himself into the tiniest of man and be born and be limited the limitless God squeezing the tininess of a man. It's hard for me to imagine. Now, to get to know and relate to Jesus, to God, we are unsure. We, I know when I was younger, I, 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 God seemed to be this mysterious uh, person. And Jesus, you know, I, I would walk into churches and cathedrals and see this cross and see that sometimes Jesus is hanging on a cross. And, and it was a little strange to me. And I wondered how... I could ever relate to such a distant deity. But then I realized that Jesus, again, is once the answer. John 10, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate, the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find, and find uh, pasture and find pleasure in me. Jesus is the answer to connect to God and to salvation when you come to that point of belief. So take up an interest. Uh, come to church Read your Bible, ask others, and life will be amazing. For the very next verse, John 10, 10, Jesus said, this thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said that I have come that you might have life and have it to its full, abundantly. See, life with Jesus is the answer to life. It gives you that fullness of life because he is that gateway. You know, life has with it peaks and valleys. And in each area, whether it be the peaks or the valleys, we could use some guidance. We could use some help navigating through some of the dark valleys of life and some of the highs of life. And not just cold information, but we could use some genuine care. Jesus, again, is the answer. John 10, verse 11. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And that's what he did when he died on the cross for us. Jesus does care for our needs and will guide us with, in life if we would turn to him. Why not try? Maybe even this Christmas, take a greater interest in Jesus. You know, for the, sure, there are a lot of philosophies and religions and beliefs out there. And, and we wonder a lot of times, which one is the way to go? The Bible teaches, and, and I believe, that Jesus is the answer. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus answers. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. That's pretty exclusive. <laughs> He's the way, the truth, the life. 
No other religious leader has made those kind of claims. Uh, C.S. Lewis, an incredible, uh, amazing uh, author, uh, but, but an amazing thinker, wrote this about this idea of Jesus. He said, a man who said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg. Strange, but or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being just a great human teacher. He's not left that option open to us, nor did he intend to. Jesus' character and claims beg the question, will you believe? And will you choose to live life his way? See, Jesus is the answer. One solitary life that has made a colossal impact on our world and can even make an impact on our life. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in still another village where he worked as a carpenter until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a house. He didn't go to college. He never traveled more than 200 miles from the place he was born. He did, not, he did none of the things one usually associates with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when public opinion turned against him. His friends deserted him. He was turned over to his enemies and went through a mock, the mockery of a trial, and he was nailed to a cross between two thieves. When he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothes, the only property, property he had on earth. When he died, he was laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. But he did not stay dead. On the third day, he actually rose from the grave, seen very much alive by over 500 people to the shock of society. Centuries have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the human race, the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that have ever sat, all the kings that have ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man on earth as much as that one solitary life. Jesus is the answer. And nor has any other life affected people as Jesus has. I know that in my own life, the path I was going down was nothing but turmoil. There was inner struggles, so much so I didn't even want to go on any longer until someone introduced me to the light of life. You see, Jesus uh, brings light, and that's why uh, at uh, Christmas time, especially uh, at uh, Christmas Eve service, we love to light it with all kinds of warm candlelight. And, and as many people do, they, they celebrate around an a, a Advent wreath with different candles, and sometimes they mean different things. For us, they have meant the, things that are, the names that are on the wall, that, uh, that Jesus is Emmanuel, that Jesus is the, the, the light of the world, that, that Jesus is the answer that Jesus is the restorer. But it's all about Jesus because he is truly the light of life. 
put your candles out, yeah? And when you bring him into your life, it brings a whole new light to life. And that life, as uh, light, as we light it, can be passed on to others as we share the love of Jesus with others and as they experience the same belief that we do. And as, that, as this life, as this light goes on, it spreads. It makes a difference. And it can light up not only a whole auditorium in a moment, but it can light up a neighborhood, a community, a family. So let's think about that as we spread the light.